Hey, Ty Brady here with Brady Insurance Marketing in the Ty Brady Way, one of the nation's largest field marketing organizations that helps independent agents achieve a six and seven figure income with the systems and strategies that I'm going to talk about with you today. Welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady Way. Today I have Gene Angus. You know, Gene Angus got and I, was it three years now? Three years. Three years? Three years, four months yeah. when we started. I remember, I, I will tell you this funny story is that I, I made you mad one day when I'm like, you just got to go to work. And you're like, I'll show you. You don't know me, right? You remember yeah, that? I remember that. You're, I remember like, that. you're like, I'll show you. And as I was walking out the door, he was doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Looking back three years, you've you killed it, man. Yeah, it's been fun. So you, you uh, how did you get in the insurance industry? Because you have an automotive shop, right? Or, yeah. or uh, parts deal? Yeah. Or, so I, What's I, that story? I have an online e-commerce store. Okay. And so I sell parts all over the world. But I've been doing that for... 20 years and it's um, it's fantastic you know it's something I love but it's it's gotten to where I you know want to do other things and I've got other people that are running it mm -hmm. you know and so a neighbor of mine Matt Weaver great yeah. guy ran into him you know all the time because he's always home and I asked him one day I said man do you even have a job <laughs> and he said he says you know I was I was gonna say the same thing about you and yeah. uh, so we started talking went out to dinner with the wives and and he told me what he did and he told me how he got paid and I, I kept thinking in my head and crunching the numbers and it got to where I couldn't sleep at night just thinking about that. Yeah. You know, I had a sales background and I always would say to myself, man, if I was getting paid on every sale I made still, yes. where would I be? And yeah. so anyway, just changed the way I thought about stuff and thought, you know, I need to get into something that has, you know, more of a, a, a income stream like, like Medicare provides. And so that's kind yeah. of, that was where it started. So Matt, Matt Weaver, your neighbor introduced you yep. and then, and then you started investigating, I would say. You started talking to people. You yep. got licensed, obviously, right? Yeah, I was already licensed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, I was already okay. licensed. I, I got licensed and went with a company called NAA, National Agents Alliance. Okay. Back East, and they do life insurance, and, and I, I just couldn't do the life insurance thing. I, yeah. It wasn't a fit for me. I, I hear you. Me too. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. You know. So I, I walked away from that, but I, it was funny is I stayed licensed because I knew I was going to use it at some point. Okay. I knew it was a field and an industry I wanted to get into. It just the time wasn't right. Or find the right chassis. I like yep. to say, you know what? The right vehicle. I, I tried a bunch of different types of insurance when I started too and fell in love with Medicare. Yep. So. Yep. It's like yesterday I was throwing an engine in a wildcat. Ah. Yeah. 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 Well, you had time to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got time to yeah. do a lot of stuff. So you interviewed, you, you, you investigated the Medicare yep. space for a little while. And then what did you, after you. Well, I, I probably, I, six months, I probably looked into it six months and then thought, you know what, I need to do more about this. And so I showed up here one day, started walking into offices like yours and Kevin's mm -hmm. and Ron's. And, and um, I remember telling Ron, I go, well, Ron, what would you do if you were in my shoes? And he told me. Yeah. I remember saying to Kevin, Kevin, if you were in my shoes, what would you do? And he told me. And I, I kept coming back every week mm -hmm. for the Monday trainings, which, by the way, is a must. Yes. Anyone that's thinking about getting in this business, you're a fool not to attend every single Monday training. You're um, going to pick up something. The meeting after the meeting is more important than the meeting. Yeah. But um, anyway, so I started attending those meetings and, and Ron said to me, you know, if, if I was in your shoes, I would go over the hill. I'd go to an area that's not so easy to get to where very few people are working it. And, uh, and I would, I would work your guts out and see if you can go down there and write a hundred apps. And I says, I, I says, is it even realistic to write a hundred? I, I, I had no way to, to gauge what was reality and what wasn't. And Ron said, you can write a hundred if you, if you work. That's right. And, uh, 
So, I, I mean, then I, I, it's almost like I didn't believe Ron and I went into Kevin's <laughs> office. Okay, Kevin, what's realistic? And he's like 200. Wow. You know? I, okay. And, and I don't know if he was messing with me because yeah. you can't tell Kevin because he's just an amazing guy. <laughs> and uh, and I, I was like, serious, what's, what's, what's doable? And he's like, you can do 200 easy if you work. And so I thought, you know, if I don't do 100, I'm, I'm not good at this and I should look for something else. That's kind of the mindset I had with the, the, the you know, the sales background that I had. But I don't want people to think because I had some sales background that I was queued up for this because that's that's not the case at all. Oh, you had to go to work. Yeah, well, I we'll to talk to about that in a minute. What you did? Yeah, I, I still laugh at some of the stories I, you tell me. I know, but I think a lot of people will view this and say, "Oh, you know what? That guy's got a sales background. That's why he's successful at this." That's BS. Anyone that that wants to get into this, they the, the reality is, if they work it, they won't fail. You you had to market yourself. So you decided you're going to jump in. You're going to sell Medicare. Yep. So tell me when you, your first AEP, what that looked like and what you did to market yourself. So that first AEP, again, I went into Ron's office and Kevin's office and said, look, how do I do this? And they said, you know, you need to, you need to, you need to, you know, get, get as much marketing material and lead orders and this and that out. And I, at the time, what was funny is lead orders were what everyone did. And that was really yeah. the only form of marketing that, that there were. So I remember doing a lead order, um, and I remember thinking, well, if the lead order is going to work good, what else would work? Radio, okay, newspaper, okay, um, signs, billboards. All these things started crashing my head. And I, and for me, having a you know a mechanical mindset, it's like, well, if you're going to soup up a motor to beat the guy in a race, you know, headers and the turbo is not going to cut it. You got to put an exhaust on it and shave the head and you know yada yada. And so I started thinking all these different things that you know, even if they bring in a little bit, it helps everything along the way. Absolutely. And so. You know, so I, I threw an ad in the paper um, that first year and did a lead order. Um, I, I rented an office um, for, for AEP, not intending to keep it long term, but it, yeah. it, I did. I, I never let it go. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, between the radio advertising, uh, well, the first year I didn't even do the radio. It was just the newspaper. But between the newspaper, the lead order, and then and then hitting the phones hard, it was amazing, but it's funny. I, I, I immersed myself in the community. A lot of people don't realize this, but I, I moved there. Like I pulled roots and literally yeah. rented an apartment and said, look, if, if I fail at this, the only person I have to blame is myself. And so I left my wife and my kids at home. And For six there. weeks? The whole AEP. I left, yeah. I left the, I mean, literally I put this AEP plan together in September. Okay. I mean, literally it was the first of September. And um, started going down there and, and, and looking for a place, looking for an office, asking people that I knew in the area, you know, what, what would be good. And everything just came together. I mean, it literally came together the first week of October. Yeah. And uh, I had no one to talk to the first two weeks of October. No one. I mean, people started calling with questions and, and uh, you know, but I didn't write a single app and hadn't wrote a single app with Medicare until the 15th. Wow. And I remember, I remember writing that first app. It took me two and a half hours. <laughs> two and a half hours. You got her done, though. I got her done. Yeah. And then the second one was two hours. Yeah. And the third one was an hour and a half. And I got it down to where I was an hour yeah. you know, or less. And, uh, you, know, you know, I was nervous being new, making sure I did everything compliantly and, you know, making sure, you, you know, you did your whole presentation and explained everything to them. And so that was a little nerve wracking. But once you got past that. Yeah. It was amazing. You know, and, and then one thing that I did that a lot of people I don't think do at all, you know, from my background is, is, is really focus on, do you have any family in the area that need help? Do you have any neighbors? Yeah. Do you have friends? Do you go to church with people that, you know, are, are confused about this? I'm sure you've heard a lot of stuff on the 
TV about it. You know, send them in if they have questions. I'm going to be here, you know, till till seven or eight o'clock every night. Yeah. And I was shocked how many people walked in. At your office. At my office. Now, didn't you tell me at one point you were taking a a, a shower at the local gym? Yeah. That was that was that was that was a sec the second the year. second year. okay yeah. that was a different area second year okay but um, well let's talk let's don't let's jump to the second area but what did you write that first year that first year I wrote like 112 I think and I give away about 10 to my nephew and my sister that had gotten licensed okay right right I mean literally they were licensed in in September and and started that year my nephew followed me around. Um, that year and decided it was something he wanted to get going. You know, he's a 22 year old kid and uh, just off his mission. Yeah. And didn't have two dimes to rub together and he just bought a house. Just so you Wow. Well, Good for him. Yeah. And so, that's what this business does, yeah, man. It gave me chills. Years old, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, got his associate's degree and said, I'm doing insurance and just bought a house. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. No one's supposed to know that yet, by the way. Oh, well, that, it'll be a few minutes, yeah. a few weeks before it gets posted. Make so it, that, your first year, 112. So then, yeah, first year, 112. You, Second year, we went oh, to a different. I, I think you, if you told me correctly, you took like 10 days off, like in between. You had to go on a cruise, right? Yeah. So you still rode 112 and took a little vacation yeah, in between eight, in the middle like eight. Nine, nine days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the wife's family had booked a cruise that I, you know, I'm not involved in that. I just get told what I'm doing. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I had to leave and go to a cruise and I was stressing over it like crazy and uh, came back. And I, I remember talking to Dave Burns and Chris Phelps and saying, man, you know, I don't know how someone could ride a hundred. It seems like it's so slow. And they're like, dude, it's going to come in waves. Man. Yeah, Just yeah. be ready for the waves. And it kept coming. And I remember a week before AEP was over, them saying, dude, it's going to get crazy busy. Get ready for it. And they were right. I wrote a third of my business. The last 10 days. The last 10 days. It's, it's amazing. And, right after uh, Thanksgiving. And it's when everything started clicking and it created a wave that, that I call it the wave because um, after AEP ended, I was still enrolling LISs like crazy and mm-hmm. T65ers clear into February. Yeah. And I thought, man, this is crazy. And then that first year, I think I wrote 50 or 60 in the off season. Yeah. Did zero lead orders, zero marketing. You had that base. I had That's that base. Yeah. I had that base. I had the office. I went out and got some signs and started sticking signs out and started getting phone calls off the signs. And so I got I got into that and started putting those in places where they'd stay out longer or all year. I know driving down there, I stopped at a couple of gas stations. I'm like, oh, there's Gene Angus's yep. sign. You know, yeah. you had them everywhere. Yeah, I still do. One one other thing you did is I think you said you connected with people of influence in that community. Yeah. So I, I talked to I talked went in and talked to the commissioners and planning and zoning as to where I could put signs legally without getting in trouble. Um, you know, whether it be with a temporary permit or short term or just with permission. But yeah, I talked to mayors to put it on public property, got permission from them. Uh, talked to uh, the commissioners, got permission from them, private homeowners. Mm-hmm. And that's been huge. And, uh, um, you know, some some farmers have bales of hay that are right off the side of the road and they don't want it to get wet. And so I would buy canvas material that had my name and information on it and cover their hay with it. And they loved it. Yeah. Some of it's still up, but it looks pretty bad now. Hey, well, weather, weather, yeah, right, yeah. weather yeah. You, you saved the hay. But they've loved it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just different ways. I mean, it's, it's, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's either you do it or you don't. Well, here's the more hands you shake, the more money you make. Yep. And if you, you front loaded a lot of things and said, Hey, I'm going all in. I mean, you moved there, yep. you, you did all of those things. So we got 112 the first year, 50 on the off season. What did you do in that year two? And then year three, year two, I did like 186, I think. 
Wow. And uh, I added I added some more marketing to that and uh, worked different areas. That's when I started adding different areas. I said, well, if I was able to do 100 in the town I was in, I should add another town and see what I can do there. So I would work till 7 or 8 at night, you know, scheduled three or four days where I'd have, you know, 10 or 15 appointments a day, literally. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's funny is I'd always book them like that because you'd have three or four that never showed. Yep. And so you'd fill in the gaps um, and you always wanted to have somebody waiting, you know. And if I got five or six couples that were waiting, I would just do a group, ask them if they were okay with doing a group presentation. Wow. And I didn't do many of those, but I did do a few. But you had the capability, you had an office. Yeah, I had an office. Well, I had a conference room, not quite this big, but yeah. big enough to get it done. Sure. And, um, and I don't think they minded that. Some, some did. Some wanted to reschedule and come back after they'd gotten all the information to do more of a one-on-one. And I think a lot of it was because they were LIS eligible. They didn't want to talk about stuff like that. Oh, I've heard of- But um, um, anyhow, it, it all worked out. But I did, did 180 that, that next year. And my nephew uh, that followed me around the first year did 80. Wow. Um, my sister during that year, I think, did 60. Um, I started talking to my other sister about it. She didn't get involved until the year after that. but um, And then that next year, I think I did 70 or 80 in the off season. So you put up like 500 applications in three years, over 500. Oh, over 500. Over 500 yep. applications in three years. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of people say, is it possible? Anything's possible. Oh, right? yeah, it's possible. It, it, how hard do you want to work? I this mean, is, this it's is the there thing, for the taking. This is the thing a lot of people don't realize is I was running a, a full-time business on the side. Now, a lot of people say, oh, he's able to do this because he has a full-time business. No, that's, that's not entirely true. Still got to put the work in. Yeah, it's not entirely true. Um, the amount of time I put into that business and the amount of time that I put into this business um, is totally different, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, um, if I was able to do it, I don't know how anyone else couldn't. I mean, I'm I'm as close to stupid as you get. No, not even close. Yeah, well, seriously, I think a lot of people they they don't give themselves enough credit. You know, you should. I mean, you what you did in in that short period of time. You know, Ron used to tell me, Ty, you're an all star, and you are an all star because you look at other people we associate with do a fraction of that, right? Yeah. And everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different uh, comfort. Everyone has a different type of earning they want to they want to achieve. What would you tell some? Well, two questions. The next five years, where do you see taking it? And then any other advice you'd want to leave with their audience today? Well, so the, 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 the you know, where do I, where do I see taking it is, yeah. you know, my second, my, my younger sister got into it. Now she's 80 apps. I think my other sister's close to 200 apps. My nephew's 150 apps. Um, I want to get some more family involved and maybe some friends that are looking for opportunities. Cause I think there's a lot of opportunity out there. Yes. My goal for my sisters is for them to make more than their husbands. Yeah. And they're going to do that. And I think their husbands, as a result of it, are going to get into it and enjoy it as well. But, um, you know, it's fun. I mean, you guys, this is a fun business. And when you when you leave somebody's home knowing that you help them in ways that they weren't going to get the help, that's huge. That's more rewarding than a lot of things. And and if you just work hard, the money comes. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, people will spend their last dollar to stay alive one more day. And yep. we can do that by providing good health insurance plans to those individuals. Well, you know? and, and a lot of thing, uh, a lot of things that people don't realize is the resources that you have with Kellogg and the Ty Brady's and the, you know, Dave Phelps's and Chris Burns. And I mean, you, you guys got to, re- you know, you, you got to, you got to realize that there's, there's so much help to, to be successful at this. And if you're not getting the help that you need, then something's wrong. You know, you're not putting, you're not reaching out to these guys because, I mean, I've called Ty and Ty's not even my upline and he answers his phone. You know, I've called other guys that aren't my upline and they've answered their phone and it's a team effort. 
And that's, you don't get that anywhere else. I mean, it is, it is amazing. And Ron created a culture here that Kevin is, you know, Ron handed the football to Kevin and Kevin's running with it. The ties are going to run with it. You know, the Dave and Chris's are going to run with it. I mean, this is the, this is an industry that, that is amazing. And, and, you know, I always say this and it's pretty cliche. I wish I'd have got into it before. Now. Uh, all of us. I mean, think, looking at what we've been able to do, yep. like, we were like we, I should have, would have, could have, but you know what? Everything happens for a reason. It's all timing. I mean, the things I've been able to learn and impact and help a lot of people. That's really what it's about. I mean, I love the story about helping your sisters get in the industry and what they've been able to do. Yeah. Well, year two. And your nephew. Year, year two, we did live in our office. Yeah. We lived in it. We'd go shower at the local gym. <laughs> You know, and so we ate there, slept there, worked there. I mean, it was pretty crazy, but, uh, you know, we were there the, the entire time and it was amazing how many walk-ins. Well, we kept track of them and we had yeah. over 150 walk-ins. Wow. But that year. But, but again, it's, it's, you talked to a lot of people, you shook a lot of hands. Yep. You did, you said, how many, how many different ways can I put my name out there? How many different ways can I market? I mean, that's all, it's a combination of all of that. Yep. And it all came together. Yep, it did. And then year three and year four were even better. And what's funny is I've only been in the industry, what, three years and four months, but I've got four AUPs under my belt. Yeah, because right before the yep. one started, yeah. Yep. So That's kind of like fun. me. I'm 12 and a half years, and I started halfway, like in November mm -hmm. of 29. Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe uh, maybe one day I can climb that hill you're on. You can. Maybe one day. You know, it's all there for the taking. It it's, is. It's an, and it's a rewarding industry. Any last thoughts, and we'll wrap this up. It's fun, you guys. Don't cut yourself short. You know, give yourself the opportunity. You might surprise yourself. Yeah. As always, share, like, and subscribe, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Type Radio Way. As always, share, like, and subscribe. Um, go to Instagram at ty.r.brady. And as always, love hearing from you. And let me know what you want to learn on the show or what you'd like me to bring up on the show. Thanks. You can find the Tide Brady Way on Instagram as well as Facebook. To stay connected with giveaways and Ty himself, go ahead and follow at ty.r.brady on Instagram as well as Facebook. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by Whitney Face Media Marketing. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.